This is Mike Corey from ESPN, and you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome into the Sports Objective. We appreciate you tuning in whenever and however you're watching, whether it's live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, archived on any of those platforms, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, uh, you can find us. Um, we're three weeks away from East Carolina football, um, beginning spring practice, and right now, very excited to welcome into the show for the first time um, one of the newest members of Mike Houston's coaching staff, and that is new outside wide receivers coach, Raekwon Boyette. Coach, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Oh, Bubba, I appreciate you, man. I'm glad we were able to get this get this right for the Pirate Nation. Absolutely. Um, been looking forward to this conversation. Um, so just take us back. On, you're an Eastern North Carolina native. Um, you know, you, you chose to play your college football at Duke, and then you um, have spent what essentially the last decade there on Coach Cut's staff, uh, had the chance to do some unprecedented things. But, um, you know, talk about um, the relationship you have with Mike Houston and how this opportunity came about. Um, well, it was, it was awesome. And, and it was a blessing for me just to, uh, be able to be in a, in a position to be here at obviously East Carolina on um, for me, like you hit it on the head. I'm home. Uh, basically I'm Wilson is 30 minutes away right down the road. So for me, this is a huge blessing. Um, it all came about just, you know, through networking and just having people really knowing you. Um, a lot of times people always say it's not who you know or what well, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But I also believe it's who knows you, right? Because at the end of the day, someone has to know you and they have to be aware of who you are and what you do and can get done um, to feel confident in that. And so just, you know, within my network through coaching, um, uh, I was able to work it out and got talking with Donnie and Coach Foster and Latrell. Um, and then they, they kind of got me in with, with Coach Houston and Coach and I had a great conversation, great talk, great meeting. Um, and then everything led to me being down in Eastern North Carolina, man, where it all started. Yeah, you, you being a Wilson native, you know, tell us about, some, you know, your perception of East Carolina football because, you know, I guess your high school years were what, in the early 2000s? Um, um, during the time that, you know, David Garrard was wrapping up his career here um, was about the time uh, you were going from middle school to high school. Yeah. Uh, so Pirates having a lot of success and um, a lot of um, well-known players. Yeah, I was actually um, – it's funny, man. It's, it's amazing how God works and things come full circle because during that time when I was in middle school and, and you know, transitioning to high school, um, my uncle – played for ECU and so he played with David Garrard and those guys and so I remember coming down here to this stadium to dog obviously I got the bone yard back here behind me man but I was going to just come into this thing and coming to Dowdy and just hearing and knowing the energy that was here and knowing how prideful people are about ECU football and that's one of the things that I love about it and and for me it's a blessing Right to just to be at a place where they love their their school, they love their, their football, and they support it 
to the utmost. Um, and I think that goes hand in hand to the success that Coach Houston has had here and will continue to have here um, based on how important the Pirate Nation is to us and to just ECU football. Um, that support is huge. But for me, just being from here, I already knew, understood the pride, understood the history, understood the success that we have had and want to continue to have. And so, again, it, it was a, I, I can't explain any more how much of a blessing it was for me to just be in a position and be able to be here um, at East Carolina, man. Tell us about the last six weeks. Uh, I think it's that's approximately uh, how long it's been since you were hired. Uh, so just tell us about you know, getting to Greenville, getting to know uh, not only the coaching staff, but uh, also um, just all the ins and outs of East Carolina University and getting to know um, your, your position group and, and finding out everything you had to work with. Yeah, it uh well, one of the things was once – I got hired and got on board here. We hit the road recruiting literally the next day. Um, and so I didn't spend a lot of time um, in in Greenville, in the office during that time because I had on my purple and gold, man, and we were hitting the state. And so for me, that, that was awesome. Um, I enjoy that portion of it. Just, again, knowing the pride and how important ECU football is to this state but also to the people that support it. Um, I, I was excited, man. I was walking around with this doggone pirate on my chest, so doggone big. And for us, again, that's huge, you know, in recruiting. And so the fact that I was able to hit the ground running uh, and on the first, on the on the front end of recruiting and not kind of get in in the middle and different things, it was awesome. Um, and so from there, we kind of spent about two and a half weeks on the road and then we got back and just got back into the swing of uh, doing different things that you do in the offseason, watching your cut-ups, trying to make adjustments, do different things that you need to do to get better from the season that you had. And for me, it's been awesome of just sitting in, learning our offense, sitting in with Donnie, sitting in with Latrell, um, Coach Foster, and Shank, and those guys. They're awesome and, and great coaches. But for me, just sitting in there, hearing them, listening to our philosophy who we want to be, who we are as an offense, what we want to get done as an offense, and how we're going to get that done, I think has been key. And then just transitioning from the meeting room of learning the offense, getting myself uh, acclimated with everything there, obviously transitioning to my players. Once everything started, they were there, that was the first person thing I did was I reached out to them, talked with them. Um, during that day, which I was here, I actually had a chance to meet with my group before we actually hit the road recruiting. So that was awesome. Um, and so now just being back and just for the past, what going on almost three weeks now and diving into football, diving into my players, diving into our program. Uh, I think it has been awesome for me over these past six weeks. In addition to being from the state, I mean, like I mentioned, you'd spent the last decade at Duke on Coach Cut's staff. So just talk about those relationships that you've had the chance to, to build um, with high school coaches all over the state of North Carolina and also the region and, um, you know, how those relationships um, benefit you now that you're with the Pirates. Um, again, I think it goes – those relationships, you know, goes back to who knows you. Um, and so, I, you know, I feel very strongly about people knowing me in this state, in the state of North Carolina, really from coast to coast. Um, 
I was when I, from Wilson. I was a really talented football player in, in different things here. Um, so people obviously have played against me. I'm now meeting guys that I played against that are now coaches or office coordinators or head coaches um, at different schools. And so even if I don't know them personally from that standpoint, chances are I've had some type of um, degree of separation with them, whether it's playing or somebody knowing me somewhere, somehow, um, I feel really strongly about my connections in this state. And then just being from here and being from this portion of the state where a big part of our footprint is, I think is huge for us as well, because down here, people really truly are going to know me and, and out west or wherever people really will know me. So I think that's going to be huge for us when we're talking about competing and beating doggone the, the other schools here in this doggone state. Yeah, you talk about the the product that you have to sell with the game day atmosphere at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. You know, tell us a little about um, you know, Mike Houston and his staff have built a tremendous culture. Um, you know, since they took over in December of 2018. So tell us the primary attributes that you and this staff are looking for. Um, you know, from a character standpoint, uh, when you're you know going to these high schools and not only talking to coaches, but talking to teachers, you know, talking to custodians, whomever. Well, you you know, you have a, you have a great um, recruiting tool of the pride of football, ECU football, the stadium, game day atmosphere, the history we have here, especially from a wide receiver position for me, right, with Zay Jones and those guys, Justin Hardy, those guys that are at their helm in the forefront of, wide receiver and the wide receiver position but within the ncaa not just obviously within our conference or wherever we are they're literally at the forefront of um when you're talking about wide receiver in in this position and the production that you can have so obviously playing that position if you're a wide receiver and you want to be productive hell ECU has that and we have the ability to do that we can show you that we can put it in your face and we can show you this where we have had that success. But for me, I think one of the biggest things of having is Mike Houston, um, who, who he is as a person, who he is as a man, um, just every bit of what I knew of him before and now knowing who he is just personally and working on his staff and for him, I don't think it, I don't think you're gonna find a better man and a better person that's first and foremost gonna care about to parents, your son, but also that are going to care about you as a player and a person. Um, the way that I see our guys, how they react to coach, how they are around him, how they are personable with him, I think that goes far beyond anything when you're talking about a coach. Because now this man has the ability to affect your life positively. And I think that's the one of the biggest recruiting tools that we have. And the fact that coaches had su sustained success everywhere he's went. And so that's one of the things that we want to try to continue to build and try to continue to to bring in great recruits and let them know and understand that, hey, this is how we're getting. And we have a lot to offer here at ECU. You began your coaching career um, as a GA and then you transitioned into coaching the, the Blue Devil running backs and the position that you played. And you did that for several seasons. And most recently you were co-offensive coordinator and also wide receivers coach. So just talk about that transition moving from uh, coaching the running backs, what you had played, um, to to doing what you're currently doing, coaching the wideouts. Yeah, um, coaching running backs was obviously a uh, – for me, starting out and really getting to it, 
I knew I played in our offense and, you know, things were awesome there just from what we were able to do with a, with a running back position at Duke with the players that we were able to produce, the NFL players that we were able to produce and that are currently there now and or uh, currently will be going, um, getting drafted or getting picked up by a team. Um, so I think that success was, was awesome. Um, we did some good things. And so when coach presented me the opportunity to change positions, um, I honestly, I really didn't even bat an eye or think twice about it. Um, and I actually told coach Houston this when, uh, he asked me about the transition. Um, I've always tried to pride myself on being a good, really good football coach, not just a running backs coach, not just a wide receivers coach or whatever just a position coach a really good damn football coach right attention to detail obviously the fundamentals and techniques the teaching of it all that comes into to play when you're talking about being a, a coach um so for me that transition i was excited about it i was ready to roll and more so than anything i've sat and i've learned from david cutcliffe i've sat and i learned from um, Scotty Montgomery. I've sat and I learned from Matt Lubick, just different guys that are that are great in this profession. And obviously, when you're talking offensive offensive football, um, you say David Cutcliffe's name, that goes a long way at times. And so, just being able to hear and and gain that knowledge and be a sponge over the years in which I had uh, great coaches in the room, that's where I drew from, and that transition was easy for me. Let's talk about some of the personnel that you're going to have in your room and um, or at least in the wide receiver room. Uh, you, you you do lose guys like Tyler Sneed, who opted to make himself eligible for the NFL draft. And then also a guy like Audio Matosho that had 40 catches for nearly 500 yards a season ago. Um, then in the last few weeks, you had a, a very talented uh, guy like C.J. Johnson um, that's currently serving an indefinite suspension. Um so uh, just talk about um, guys that do return, like Josiah Hatfield, um, very, very productive at times, but just, uh, you know, seeking a little more consistency. Then you have guys such as Taji Hudson, uh, Tyler Savage, et cetera. Well, you, you, you really hit on it, man, as far as the guys that, um, that have played and that we're, we're going to lean on and develop um, in order to go do what we need to do and for them to be able to do what they need to do um, within our offense. I think Josiah, obviously, is a talented player. He could play inside. He could play outside. Um, and that's the thing. We want all of them to be able to play inside and out. We don't want to just limit a guy to a certain position. We want to get our best football players on the field. Um, and Josiah is one of those guys. He has the ability to change the game. He has the ability to compete um, at a high level with his talent and with the, his ability. Um and we have to, and we're going to develop him and get him to where he wants to be. Obviously, Taji and Tyler as well, just big guys that can run, that have great ball skills. Um, and again, we just need to continue to develop them and work on their game and make sure that they understand how to play the wide receiver position, make sure they understand concepts, make sure they understand what we need to do to be successful. Um, and then from there with those guys, you have a, a you know a good great crop of young guys behind them that haven't necessarily played um you know since they've been here just from this obviously you hit on yeah tyler sneed yeah cj yeah audi 
And so, you know, those the shoot, man, with those three, I'll, I'll be watching Audie on film, and he, he was a talented doggone player. I remember recruiting him as well from out of high school um, down in Texas. But um, I look forward to the group, man. The guys that are behind those three, uh, I think we have some talent. And, again, just continue to develop them and get them to where they understand the wide receiver position and how to be successful within the wide receiver position and what we want to do offensively as well. One of the guys you have coming in uh, from the University of Georgia, um, part of the Bulldogs roster this year, winning a national championship, Jalen Johnson. Um, not a ton of targets, but uh, he did have a few catches and uh, really graded out well as a tremendous blocker um, and had some, you know, some tremendous practice film uh, making plays um, where he was targeted in the passing game against a, a tremendous Georgia defense. So just talk about uh, Jalen and what he's going to bring to the table. Jalen is a awesome, is a really good football player. And when I, I say that, we haven't even put on pads. We haven't even put on, on anything, right? And so when I say that, what I mean is just mentally. He plays the game in his mind over and over and over. And I think that's that's something that um, – it speaks volumes to who he is and speaks volumes to his talent. Um, and we've had a chance to obviously see him move around and do some things. And we're, you know, we're really excited about what he can do and what he's going to do. Um, and then the biggest thing is one of the biggest things is his leadership. He's already, he's been in a position to where he's won a national championship. He's seen it. He knows it. He understands it. He understands the mindset. He understands the work ethic. He understands the detail and the effort that you have to put into this game. And so that's one of the things that I, I you know, want to lean on him. And I've told him, you come in, man. You, you've done that. You're, you're an upperclassman. Come in and lead these guys. Um, you have some, a good bit of us in this, in this room. Don't, right? And so let's let's figure out how the hell we can doggone get ourselves to being on that level and competing to get into that. Um, and he provides a, a great sense of leadership to be able to do that. Um, but yes, Jalen is talented. Jalen will be good for us. We feel strongly about Jalen. But one of the best things about Jalen is Jalen. And what I mean by that is who he is as a person. That's an awesome dude, awesome kid. However, he's a grown man now. I guess you can't say kid. But an awesome uh, dude who, again, as I said, from academics, they rave about him. Um, just, you know, weight room, just being on time with different things as far as uh, um, uh, rehab or anything that he has to get done. He's always on top of it all. And I think that's someone that you can depend on along with the other guys in the room. And obviously, Jalen Johnson, like I mentioned, is a guy from the transfer portal from the University of Georgia. Um, talk about um, the plans moving forward. Um, you still want to bring in another wide receiver out of the portal uh, for this coming fall? Um, well, you know, we'll we'll see how things play out and where things go. Um uh, as far as that's concerned, not sure yet um, where we'll go there. You know, Coach, uh, here recently the, the schedule was released, uh, seven home games in 2022. Um, you know, tell us uh, your thoughts on it. I mean, you have the first four at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and six out of your first eight. Yeah, as I said, that you know, I have uh, – I, I keep forgetting which way I need to point here. Right. That's the boneyard back there. Yeah. So for me, that that was huge, man. And so I just again, I know 
understand exactly what that thing will be like come September 3rd, 10th, 17th, 24th, and moving on through that, man. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be crazy. Um, and again, being able to have four games at home within your first four at a place like Dowdy Ficklin, I think that's huge. That goes hand in hand with the success that we want to have as a uh, program. And it also goes hand in hand with the support that we have from the students, the support that we have from Pirate Nation, alumni, everybody that's involved. Um, I don't think you can find a better setup for us having seven home games right in Dowdy Ficklin and being able to compete right here in Greenville on on these Saturdays, right, between September and January, December, whenever it is, you can't find a better place and a better doggone situation to be a part of when you're talking about seven home games, Dowdy Ficklin, Pirate Nation, Boneyard. I, my ass getting chills now just because I, I know what it's going to be like. And I, 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 I've even imagined like just sitting there and not being able to hear shit at times. Like, so that's just, that's, I know it, man. So I'm excited about it. Now, coach, uh, some questions, not so much necessarily about uh, East Carolina football, but more about yourself and just getting um, Pirate Nation a glimpse at who Raekwon Boyette is. You know, tell us, you know, who are some of your favorite um, players um, through the years and, you know, an NFL player, maybe even a guy that had an excellent college career but didn't uh, necessarily pan out in the pros? Um, my all-time favorite athlete is Emmett Smith. Uh, I am a huge Cowboys fan, and obviously growing up playing a running back position, I was, you know, that the typical, I wore number 22, I was the star, you know, I was the guy, X, Y, Z. Um, so I love Emmett Smith. Um and who he is and everything now i've actually had a chance to meet him um uh as well from recruiting his son some years back um and in college you know man uh dang the one guy that i don't know how the one guy that i used to love i remember when he was a freshman was maurice claret Oh my goodness, he was unbelievable as his as a freshman um, at Ohio State. And obviously, had some different things after that. But if you were able to see him that freshman year when he was young at Ohio State, he was unbelievable. Um, and that's somebody that you know. Again, I just used to like back then. But overall, Emmett Smith is where we are, and we rolling. Yeah. Now, Maurice Claret. Uh... His freshman season, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was it not that um, the Fiesta Bowl team where, where they played uh, Miami? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, man, and that sucker, oh, we, I remember that sucker getting low on one of those touchdowns and driving yep. his pads and getting that joint in the end zone. It was great. So outside of the game of football, you know, when, when you're not recruiting, not coaching, not doing all the things that are tied to the job, you know, what do you like to do? You know, maybe a favorite movie or two, um, favorite vacation spots and uh, those sorts of things. Um, I like to do all that, but the biggest thing is just doing all that with my family. Um, I am a huge family man. And any time that I get, that's, that's devoted to them, obviously, because we don't get a lot of time um, within this profession. I've been married going on four years this July. Um, we have a, two, well, she'll be two 
in a week, exactly a week, but obviously um, February has 28 days, but she's a little special and she was born on the leap year. So she was born on the 29th. So we celebrate her birthday on the 28th since it's still in February, but she'll be two. Her name is McKenna. My wife's name is Kristen. And then my son's name is Matthias. He'll be five months um, and on the 30th of this uh, month. And so whenever I get time, even just being here in Greenville, I shoot back to Durham, man. Um, and see my fam and, and be there for bad time, be there for bath time or whenever it is that I can't be there. Um, but that's really what I do. My wife loves the beach. I just love to, if I have time, I just love to be with them and whatever it is. Like I don't, my wife be wanting me to pick things and do this and do that. But I tell her, I just, like, if I'm with y'all, I'm good. Even we don't even have to do anything, go anywhere. But she loves the beach. My my kids or well, baby girl loves the beach. I, I love the beach as well. So the, obviously being down this way is huge for us. Um, and then my wife and I, we used, we love to travel. We used to travel a lot um, together I, before we had the babies. Um, so, you know, just anytime we, we do get a chance to do so, we like to get out and travel when, when we're able to. In addition to football, you know, what are um, some of your other favorite sports? I mean, NBA, MLB, you know, what, what are some of your favorite sports and teams? So NBA-wise, um, you know, I'm not really a huge NBA fan or guy. Like, I didn't even watch the uh, the uh, um, All-Star game this past week. Like, literally watched nothing, nothing involved with the All-Star game. Um, but I am a LeBron fan. Um, and so, and actually, um, if obviously I know Pirate Nation will remember, LeBron played over um, here in the basketball arena when he was in high school. And I actually came down here and got to sit, watch him play um, in that game, and he was unbelievable. Uh, and so I'm a, I'm a huge LeBron. Well, I ain't gonna say huge, but I'm a LeBron fan. So I cheer for him. Uh, I like Russell Westbrook as well. So them being on the same team actually helps me. I'm, I'm I guess I'm a Lakers fan, um, but I'm not. I just more so like those guys. <laughs> when you talk about uh, baseball, and I am not just a fan because they just won the World Series, but I'm a Braves fan. Been a Braves fan from the time I knew about baseball. Um, growing up, you were either a Cowboys or Redskins fan in uh, football. You were either a Chicago Bulls fan in basketball. I can't really remember who else may have been up there with them, the Pistons, Celtics. Um, maybe the Cowboys or Redskins. So, so I try to choose the right way. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like you are saying, um, during those days when the, when the Bulls were dominating uh, – <laughs> they had some excellent battles with the New York Knicks and uh yeah Orlando yeah. Magic yeah yeah but uh now coach um, we appreciate your time so much this afternoon uh, we know what spring practice starts on March 15th yes sir yeah and then spring the great pirate purple gold pigskin pig out parties it's always um so highly anticipated is on Saturday April 9th um you know typically that will be around a 2 p.m. start we shall see but uh Excellent weekend of not only pirate football and the pigskin pig out. You have baseball, softball. You'll have pirate fest going on in downtown. Uh, yes. If you're if you're an East Carolina fan or just uh, you know you just enjoy uh, 
a good time uh, with sporting events in general, even if you're not a pirate, I mean, you owe it to yourself to come check things out. But uh, tell folks how they can follow you on social media. And, you know, maybe if there's some former pirate players out there listening, you know, how they can uh, go about getting in touch with you guys when they're on campus if they want to check out a practice and that kind of thing. Um, one of the best ways is Twitter, Facebook. I'm at Coach Boyette um, on both. Boyette, B-O-Y-E-T-T-E. Um, you can easily find all of us on any social media platform, whether mainly Twitter um, and Instagram. So make sure that you reach out to us. If you want us to watch a film, you want to be recruited by us, get in contact with us. We are open book. We don't look at people and say no. We we want to evaluate you. We want to make sure that we get the right people in our program and we get the right right. When I say the right people, first off, I'm talking about character and everything there. And then obviously moving towards talent. So if you want to get in touch with us, make sure you reach out to us. You find us. You find ECU football on uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. And you get your film to us and let us evaluate you and or. Right, you can come to Mike Houston's camps that I'll tweet out once we get off of here, and uh, they'll have our dates, our prospect camps, and all of our dates on it, so that everyone can go find it and and come show your work. Again, really appreciate your time, Coach, and I will certainly have you back on down the road. Um, but you know, as we're uh, you know moving on from this conversation, any final words for Pirate Nation um, as we head into the spring and progress toward the 2022 season? Um, I'm excited to be here. Let's go to work, Pirate Nation. Appreciate it, Coach, and uh, we'll we'll chat soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take, take care. Bye. There you have East Carolina outside wide receiver coach Raekwon Boyad. Appreciate his time here on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, before we wrap up this show, I wanted to very quickly mention East Carolina football season tickets, as I've had on the screen uh, throughout the show. Um, season tickets went on sale back on February 1st, and um, you have packages uh, for those seven home games for as little as $125. So, tremendous deal. Um, Pirates have um, NC State coming in on September 3rd, Labor Day weekend. Uh, that will be Pirate Club Day. Um, and then, like I mentioned to Coach Boyette, the first four games will be at Dowdy Pickland Stadium. Uh, you have Old Dominion on September 10th, Campbell on September 17th, and Navy um, will be the AAC opener on Military Appreciation Day, which is September 24th. Um, then after back-to-back -back road games at South Florida and Tulane, the Pirates will uh, welcome in the Memphis Tigers for Paint It Purple, and that will also be um, homecoming as well as Hall of Fame slash Letter Winners Weekend for that Paint It Purple Saturday on October 15th, and then October 22nd, UCF uh, will return to Dowdy Ficklin for a painted black game, and that is also the Boneyard game. Um, so, um, but then again, uh, you know, pretty much every game, you know, you want to be a, a painted purple game or uh, a Boneyard game where you have 10 to 12,000 East Carolina students uh, making it extremely difficult for the opposition to hear um, throughout the contest, uh, but in addition to those uh, seven home games, uh, or excuse me, I, I left off senior day. That will be on November 19th against the Houston Cougars. Uh, tremendous season this year for Dana Holgerson's ball club. That was a game that the Pirates lost in overtime um, in that very weird situation where you had the lengthy weather delay of 
what, at least probably five or six hours, if not longer, um, before um, that game went up to about midnight. But um, those are the seven home games. Then on the road, uh, like I mentioned, you have at South Florida, at Tulane, but then you also have at BYU on October 29th. Uh, and that game is going to likely be moved to October 28th. And um, and that is per Stephen Igo at Hoist of Colors. He said all of his sources are saying that game will be moved again from Saturday, October 29th to Friday, October 28th. And uh, also you have road games at Cincinnati on November the 11th and at Temple on November the 26th. Again, the Pirates begin spring practice on Tuesday, March 15th. And um, the spring game, the Great Pirate Purple Gold Pigskin Pigout Party, will be on Saturday, April the 9th, where you also will have baseball against Wichita State, softball against Houston, and um, Pirate Fest going on in downtown Greenville. But for Dave Richmond, Kyle Barber, Matt Semenza, and everyone here at the Sports Objective, I'm Bob Rosenbaum, and you have been listening and watching the Sports Objective via YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Anchor. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Take care.